0: If we are to believe Donald Trump, then NAFTA negotiations are coming along just fine with Mexico, of course. Yeah, it would appear that uh, Mr. Trump and the new Mexican president, Andres Manuel Lopez Arrador, these guys have a full bromance going on. And Mr. Trump is making sure that everyone knows that the Mexican president has been an absolute gentleman, he tweeted. And then Trump turned around and had very harsh words for Canada. You know, the other part of that North American free trade agreement, the one that we were waiting for Mexico on, and Mexico's apparently not waiting for us. Well, Mr. Trump said Canada must wait. Their tariffs and trade barriers are far too high. And then he also threw in the reminder, Will, tax cars will tax cars if they can't make a deal. He's not kidding. I know a lot of people look at that as bluster. It is not. So it's now clear that Trump only wants a bilateral deal. And somewhere along the way, Canada seems to have been left behind. So we've gone from hero to zero. Let's bring in someone who is working around the clock these days on these very issues because she's a trade lawyer. Cindy Togum Cherniak joins me now with how she sees this. Cindy, it, it would appear that Canada has been essentially told to sit down and shut up. Am I Am I reading this wrong? I mean, have you ever seen any kind of trade negotiation done quite like this?
1: I haven't seen a trade negotiation done like this. I don't think anybody has. So, uh, no.
0: Okay. And so, you know, we saw the tweet come out on Friday where Donald Trump basically, uh, who has his bromance going with the Mexican leader, you know, he's such a great guy. We're close to a deal. Canada, meanwhile, just you you go away. Um, where are we? Are we, are we going to watch Mexico sign a bilateral deal before us? Well, we're being told that we won't by the
1: Canadian government. We're being told by the Canadian government that the Mexicans have their own issues to resolve with the uh, Americans relating to autos and the rules of origin and labor content. Um, So we're being told that that issue is really a U.S.-Mexico issue and that um, we'll be back at the table when the time is right. That's what we're being told by the
0: Canadian government. I'm not sure if I believe it. (laughs) That was my next question.
1: Well, I'm not sure that I'm... I'm not buying it, especially in light of the Canada-Saudi Arabia spat, which seems to be um, showing Trump that they're being difficult with Canada as well. Um, They're a little maybe emboldened by Trump's uh, tweets against Canada. Right. Uh, So this is highly unusual and... uh, causing a little bit of concern.
0: Well, it is. And you deal with people all the time on this issue because you're the one who gets the calls from anxious companies. They've been dealing with the steel tariffs. Donald Trump again on the Friday, while a lot of people kind of just blow this off and say he's a liar, it's all bluster. I mean, the bottom line is he has put in tariffs. They are causing problems. And he also again threatened, by the way, those auto tariffs could be coming. So he keeps talking about it and people keep saying "Oh, it's just all bluster. I'm not so sure about that.
1: Well, his behavior towards uh, Turkey uh, suggests that it 's not bluster that you know he imposed a twenty five percent sorry a fifty percent tariff on um, steel and a twenty percent tariff on aluminum last week, so he does engage in what some people are calling economic warfare to put additional pressure on a country to give him what he wants and President Trump wants Canada to change its supply management um, dynamic, whether or not it's get rid of supply management. I don't believe it's getting rid of supply management because then he'd have to compete with the rest of the world. I think that he wants greater access for American uh, supply-managed products. Mm -hmm. And uh, he is determined to get it and to apply as much pressure as, as possible in order to get Canada to give him the concession that he desires.
0: Right. And, you know, our, our officials, being Christian Freeland, who really has uh, been the poor minister who's been kind of sh- shouldered with this whole thing, um, all of a sudden we've got this talk in the last couple of days, and maybe Saudi Arabia is the reason for it, but that they're anxious to get back to the table. But I don't get the sense that it's going to be anytime soon.
1: I don't get the sense that uh, it's going to happen in the next few weeks, Uh But on the other side of things, Canada would want supply management to be the last issue. We would want every other issue to be resolved so that we can then have a heart-to-heart discussion with those industries that would be affected by changes to supply management. Uh, and say, but but no, let me
0: ask you. This, this is qu- the last thing, right? But I would think that it would be less expensive and less risky for the government of Canada to sit down with the supply management issue and say, "Hey, look, we'll make you whole, but we've got to actually get this deal because, you know, to make the steel industry whole would be a whole lot more expensive." Than making the the supply management issue whole, and I'm not into you know subsidizing every business out there, but if I had to kind of take the sacrificial lamb, I'd throw that at the supply management in order to save the steel and the question
1: is when do you put that on the table? I think that it's, it's something that will be put on the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question is when and uh, are we at the point now where this needs to this card needs to be played
0: oh you think it's now it needs to be played.
1: I, I, I'm halfway between uh, it's the last issue and let's get it on the table so that the threats stop and that the economy gets back to a more calm state because we don't have um, the auto tariffs hanging over our heads. Right. And we can resolve the steel and aluminum tariffs if President Trump. Knows that he is going to be able to go back to Wisconsin, uh, Arkansas, and some other uh, states with "I am getting what you would like for uh, greater access for farm products."
0: Right. So, just Very paint a hard. picture because I, I think we're just starting now to see some of the price hikes, um, you know, on groceries and, and products that everyday people um, buy. Is it going to get worse? Well, if the auto tariffs are put in play, yes,
1: it's going to get worse. And if President Trump increases Mm -hmm. the uh, steel tariffs and the aluminum tariffs like he has done with Turkey, then it can get worse. If President Trump treats Canada like China and puts tariffs on other goods, then it could get worse. So there are many things that President Trump could do, and he has demonstrated he would would do
0: um,
1: if he thought it would get the concessions that he desires from Canada. It's all about having Canada concede um, the points that he's put on the table.
0: And and maybe he's going to sit back and try to teach our uh, prime minister a lesson in humility because, you know, he's in the driver's seat, whether people like it or not. Um, And as you pointed out with all these other countries, he's willing to be radical and crazy to get what he wants.
1: Well, he definitely demonstrated after the G7 that he is willing to take to the airways and criticize Prime Minister Trudeau. And he has taken taken advantage of the disagreement they had, shall we call it that, uh, and the uh, divide has continued. Um, since the G7 comments, and Prime Minister uh, Trudeau has remained remarkably quiet <laughs> uh, about the United States since the G7 comments, mm. and has really um, had Christia Friedland do most of the topic talking, and she's doing a great job, but we're also finding out, as you and I talked about before, that rumors are coming out that U.S. Trade Representative Lighthizer... Yeah does not really like uh, Ms. Friedland. I don't know if that's true or posturing.
0: Well, we know the Saudis don't like her. We know the Russians don't like her. There are a lot of people that she has ruffled the feathers of, but she's also got a very unenviable task because she has really, this poop pile has been kind of just tossed on her.
1: This is would be difficult for any minister right. of foreign affairs and any minister of international trade, the rules have all been broken, and uh, we are starting fresh with a brand new rule book that hasn 't been written down for anybody
0: yeah well, fascinating I guess you didn 't think it was going to quite go like this when we first started talking. <laughs> you were very um, level headed and and now uh, I guess it didn 't go the way you thought it would go. Well, I think
1: everyone is still level headed in Canada, but we
0: see the risk and mm-hmm. we see the
1: chaos, and we see that uh, you know, we do not have as strong a bargaining position yeah. as we had hoped, and that President Trump and his team are applying the maximum pressure possible mm-hmm. to get what they want. And this is a, a very interesting dynamic that is playing out in public, where most free trade agreement negotiations take place behind closed yeah. doors. And the unusual the you know, thing was was in the Canada-EU CETA where the Belgium spat came out, um, and we said, oh, this is unusual, this is new. Uh, and now we're, we've seen something even more extreme in terms yeah. of uh, the negotiation in public, the negotiation via Twitter, and uh, the level of political
0: posturing on all sides. Yeah, fascinating times. Uh, thank you very much for your insight. Really appreciate it, Cindy. Have a great night. That is Cindy Tagum-Cherniak joining us and all these guys, all these traders, they're all working around the clock because while we don't really see what's happening the fallout, a lot of companies, certainly in the aluminum and steel industry, are really already being rocked by the, the tariffs and whatever Mr. Trump has already put into place. So it's already happening.